Watching these small-minded fools consume their own is positively delicious. As they fight amongst themselves over the fate of the winnow, I bend the blade to my own purposes. Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM Trevor, and with me tonight is just Todd. Nobody else decided to show up. Yep, that's all we need. That's all we need that's is it. Todd, yep. man of a yep. thousand voices. Yep, and all of them are the same. <laughs> are you guys reporting a podcast in here? Yeah, how great would it be if if this was all Todd? Everybody except for Trevor. Why did was you guys Todd. start just doing me. impressions of us? I told you I was just going to the bathroom. They yeah. wouldn't know otherwise. <laughs> let's be honest. The, web, the website's just a bunch of stock photos, but but it's just me on audio. <laughs> you know what? Ray almost didn't make it tonight. <laughs> I don't that is true. That like, is true. Like I'm <laughs> forty like, minutes late because of me. Uh, he might actually still get arrested by his HOA. Why? Why were you so late, Ray? So okay, this is a lot. I feel like every week I'm like this crazy thing happened to me, and then it's just this wasn't that crazy. So we got to start at the beginning. When I got married, I my Mustang was I have an old Mustang, an old '67 Mustang, and it was used in the wedding. And then it was taken home, and I was told, "Hey, it ran out of gas," but I put more gas in it, and I was like, "Great, sounds good." So then I went today to move my Mustang, and I got down the driveway, into the street, and then it ran out of gas. So I spent the last two hours <laughs> trying to push it back up my driveway. But I am just but one man. Ray's driveway has about a... <laughs> and not a very large man at that. Has about a one and a half percent grade. It's like a f- almost a... It's like a 20 degree angle, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, but that car you have it's is a good 22 feet of raw steel and sex appeal, so... Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of hard to roll up a driveway, isn't it? So I can, it starts, and then I go to give it gas, and it dies. So I was like, I could just push it. And then I realized, well, then I'd have to stop pushing to put the brake on and apply the park and put it in park. So I was like, you know what? My car lives halfway in the street now. And <laughs> this is just where its home is because Cammy doesn't get home for two more hours. So At least you put I, a cone out there. I did put a cone, and I put my other car near it. So people are like, ah, oh, this guy like, is just, this, like, he's, he's got a party. Place. There's a party. <laughs> he's just hanging out. Raymond, Raymond, I was kind of enjoying the, uh, the image of this being like the bookend to roll for intent. Like in the very beginning, you got hit by a car and survived. <laughs> At the very end, you get hit by your own car and you die. <laughs> and car end, rolls me over. We have to end the podcast. <laughs> I, I really like Joe's suggestion to uh, tow it in using the garage door opener, except then he showed us a picture of his garage door opener and it's a Rube Goldberg machine. Composed <laughs> yeah, it's like held together with okay, and so to, be fair, <laughs> to be fair, wishes. <laughs> we are in the process of getting a bid for a new garage door, mainly because after we cleared the debris above the attic of, or like the in the garage, we saw that our garage door was being held together by bungee cords. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a likely story. How did that pass inspection? I don't know. I, well, they couldn't see it. So we got a new roof. And when they got the new roof, they're like, we have to get up above this Classic. drywall. Yeah. And we were like, I was like, honestly, we're going to rip it out anyway because I want to put storage up there. So when we ripped it out, we were like, oh, hey, it's like, it's like barely held together. It's, I'll, t- I'll, put a, I'll post a picture. It's barely held together. Uh, <laughs> um, but it does work. Blog post. On our website, rollforintent.com. Mm-hmm. You'll see my car halfway in the street, and then you'll see my garage door barely being held. 
<laughs> this is a public service announcement. Don't don't screw with your own garage oh, no. door opener springs ever under any circumstances. <laughs> yeah, that 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 shit is lethal. That will kill you. That yeah. will absolutely kill you. Mm-hmm. Please don't. And not in like a fun way. Like it'll just cut you in half and you'll just bleed out in your garage floor. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like getting yeah. sniped in the back of the head. You won't even see it coming. Yeah, but way slower. It'll just happen. <laughs> but oh, okay, slower. then go do it. Yeah. <laughs> you hear just Bang, pop, and then yep. you're dead. You don't have any eyeballs yeah. anymore. And then, then you're just bleeding, though. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. It's not fun. I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. I've seen enough videos of it that scarred me enough that I'm slightly afraid of garage door openers. Wait, now. what? You've never seen a video of like a garage door opener catastrophically failing and just awful things happening with the tension in the oh, spring? Here's somebody who frequented Ogrish as a kid. No, no I no. don't usually watch videos of people dying. Micah, Micah exclusively watches SpongeBob. That's it. Okay, I was thinking about a, uh, a SpongeBob reference. He was saying, like, I've seen this many times. And I was thinking, like, the scene with the doctor and, like, Mr. Krabs calling the doctor. He was like, You've what? seen it before. before 11, 11 times. times. <laughs> yeah, so here's, here's a real thought, or, you know, this is real talk. In order to get through to Micah and Jake, we have to speak to them in SpongeBob memes. <laughs> if you could hear the minutes to our, like, meetings for the podcast, 50% SpongeBob memes. Yeah. I don't know if it's yeah. that, that, that it's that, it's yeah. the only way that we can explain concept concept <laughs> complex concepts. Oh to yeah. Well, them. To, to be fair, it's really whatever TV is put on put on outside of Micah's cage, and generally SpongeBob. <laughs> so it's not like he can change it with the remote or anything. No, the worst part is I write the script every single week, but the only way that they can hear me is if I read it as Plankton. <laughs> 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 Felicitations, malefactors! <laughs> it's just a problem with being born sometime in the mid to late 90s. Uh, it's a good year. Good yeah. vintage. It was a young. problem, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. We were talking about this on the Discord today, which, rollforintent.com slash Discord, we've got a Discord, and it's really fun. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> we were talking about this today, like things that you're nostalgic for as a child and you try to show it to somebody now remembering all the great things about it and you're like oh god what have i done why have i shared this part of my life like dexter's lab i just love that show as a kid and it's on some streaming service we have maybe paramount or hbo max or something i don't know and i like queued it up for my kids i'm like you better watch what you say next you better watch the greatest thing i don't actually enjoy this and i'm kind of embarrassed that i liked this not just like, oh, this is stupid kid stuff. It's just like, I don't, I don't know. Okay, Trevor. I'm that, sorry. That, I'm sorry really, I'm really, really sucks to, to hear that. Really sucks to hear that because uh, I showed man. SpongeBob uh, seasons one through four to my niece and nephew. Still slaps. Well, no, SpongeBob is fine. <laughs> SpongeBob is okay. But like Dexter's Lab doesn't hold up. My daughter loves gargoyles, and that's and that's uh, I think she has great taste. I never got into gargoyles, but I used to love the Batman animated series that run on Fox. That was was... the freaking greatest thing, dude. Yep, I I started watching that on Netflix a couple years ago. It's it's still good. No, it is. It holds up absolutely. Absolutely. Stylized version of it. It's really good. That made me want Clayface to show up in a Batman movie so bad. Yeah. Because even as a kid, I'm like, this is so dramatic, and I love it. I'm seven. Right. It's amazing. (laughs) Clayface was. Perfect. I will sit down right now and watch Batman and, and get my kids to be like, hey, All right, come that's watch it. this. That's, that's it, guys. Let's go. New podcast. <laughs> like the father yep. from no, Christmas no, Vacation. Like, God damn it, children, we're watching Batman. Group viewing. Turn everything off. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing. Sit down. <laughs> Batman. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. 
Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. It's possible that we might need the world's greatest detective to solve what's happened to the sword. Whoa. Wow. What, the, what does this have to do with Sherlock As we head Holmes. back into the abomination vaults. You shut the your world's mouth. greatest detective to find this asshole's body. <laughs> Batman is the world's greatest <laughs> yeah, <okay>. detective. Sherlock. <laughs> so, last week, uh, you guys leveled up, right? So we spent a lot of time talking about that. You started heading your way back to town after killing the mushroom-eyed man. You made a bit of a a plan with Scrog, I guess, to have like a trading partnership or something to get them more ingratiated with the people of town. You head back to town. Blytus is waiting for you. You've been accused of stealing Volrijani's sword. You get interrogated. The mayor calls you in. He says, hey, I'll use my power as mayor to hold him off for three days. You got three days to find the sword. He sends his boy, Clort Hengus, his right-hand man at the giant's wheel, to get a group of his best men and go check out the gauntlet and see if he can verify any of your claims. Um, he's in your corner, but he needs to have evidence that the things that you've been saying up to this point are true. So he sends a group of guys just to check it out. And that's where we are. As you are all sleeping safely in your beds, scattered about Otari. Six men stalk silently through the swamp, swiftly and in single file. In their hands are tools of their trade. Axes, hatchets, adzes. They keep careful watch of each other as their eyes dart around their surroundings. The swamp is alive tonight. Ghostly lights flicker just at the edge of their vision, yet disappear if they turn to look. They had all seen wisps before, but never this many. Years of working under the ever-present groan of the giant's wheel had birthed a strangely complex sign language, a necessity given the danger of their work and the inability to hear one another above the machinery. Many lumber workers in Otari ended their careers mostly deaf, and this reliance on the tradesman's pantomime would serve them to their graves. They arrive at the moldering fortress, rising from a clearing in the swamp with which they are all familiar, but from a lifetime ago. It has long been a rite of passage for the boys of this town to touch the keystone of the gatehouse arch, sometimes clambering on top of each other, grasping at the smooth, mossy stone before running home to tell the tale of how they slapped Belgora. Those days were long behind them. They were seasoned millwrights with families and children of their own. Some of them wondered idly if their own boys had ever come here during the bright summer evenings, scrambling up the crumbling wall just as the sun began to dip below the tree line. That magical hour before the fouler things came out, when a young man could test his bravery from the safety of the light, flirting with the darkness. Tomrick had worked with these men for nearly two decades. His father was a millwright, and he followed in his footsteps when he became of age. His own son was nearly 13, and he was preparing to join the trade under the watchful gaze of the giant's wheel. 
Clort had come to his home with the four other men in tow. He was told to grab any tool he had closest to a weapon and follow them into the fog fen. He took his father's adze, head forged from cold iron. It held an edge better than any new tool that Tomrick had ever owned, and it had been his constant companion since his father gave it to him when he came of age. He would give it to his own son before the next winter. Clort held a lantern in one hand and a great axe in the other. He was a sight to behold. Tomrick remembered the stories he heard of him. In a past life, he was a gladiator. Rumors were that the axe he carried had felled a hundred men, that it compelled him to strike with greater fury, that he took a vow of silence every day until it drew blood. All of it nonsense. Those closest to Clort, which was nearly every lumber worker and millwright between here and Absalom, knew him as a loyal and jovial companion. Half of these men owed their lives to Clort. The half-orc had saved many of them from falling debris, errant tooling, or just simple fatigue. He would never admit it, but if the giant's wheel was the father of Otari, he was its mother, protecting and shielding those in his care from its power. Clort was godfather to nearly half the children of Otari. He was the first to come calling when he heard your roof was leaking. He had helped Tomrick on several occasions with the brickwork on his fireplace. He insisted on eulogizing every man that ever worked under his watchful eye. He had been foreman of the wheel for nearly 30 years, but the wizened old half-orc still held his edge. He was the first on the scene when the thirsty alpaca collapsed, hefting boulders that four men struggled together to lift. The town loved Clort, and Clort loved the town. So when he sounded a call, his men answered. The men silently stride through the gatehouse, avoiding the weakened bridge and crossing one by one into the ruined keep. Tomrick sees a sickly blue light shimmering under a heavy door at the far end of the chamber. He taps Clort twice on the shoulder to get his attention, points to his eyes, and then at the light. Clort nods and walks halfway across the room, placing his lantern on the ground. He adjusts the wick to bathe the room in a dancing golden light, driving back darkness and fog wrapping around them like a cloak. He raises his great axe above his head, signaling to his men to draw their own weapons. Tomrick dutifully does so, or attempts to. He struggles to withdraw the adze from his belt. It wasn't a perfect weapon, but it was the best he had. He'd never been in as much as a barroom brawl before. The practiced motion of pulling it from his belt takes him what feels like an eternity. His hands are trembling as he falls behind the rest of the group, noticing that the light under the door begins to waver as if something is walking along the threshold, pacing like a caged animal. Tomerick's blood runs cold as Clort edges closer to the door. Something isn't right. Nothing should be here. He tries to speak, but the words are caught in his throat as their leader flings open the door. Standing in the doorway is a woman, red as blood, with something long in one hand. While he tries to puzzle out exactly what he is seeing... Clort is already coming down upon it with his axe. The old gladiator cleaves her in twain. Tomrick never had a doubt that Clort would keep them safe, and he calms for a beat. But still, that chill in the air, the hairs on the back of his neck standing on end. The ruby specter is upright after a blow that would have sent an oak to the ground. He hears something disturbingly like a laugh, and the woman of blood drives the long point through Clort, 
her small frame lifting the larger man aloft like a toy before drawing the point down his midsection, spilling his insides on the floor below, and flinging what was left of him behind her into the light. The men stand agape, unable to move. She turns her gaze on the man closest to her, Sean, an older worker. Sean had worked with Clort since nearly the beginning and would have been next in line for Foreman had the damnable thing not decided to play with him next. The creature opens its mouth and begins to scream. Pitiful wails of a hundred men and women fill their ears as they clutch them with gloved hands. His head on fire, Tomrick strikes himself in the head with his adze. Sean doesn't have a chance to protect himself. Along with the terrible scream, a light erupts from the mouth of the creature, and a cloud of crimson surrounds Sean. Or does it come from Sean? The scream subsides, and he falls to the ground, limp. The remaining four try to run. Drokus turns and kicks the lantern halfway across the room, breaking the globe and snuffing the wick. They are plunged into darkness. The sickly blue light from the far chamber, silhouetting the thing that was now moving silently towards them. Disoriented, Tomrick makes his way to a wall, groping along the crumbling stone until he finds a door and bursts through it, takes a few stumbling steps, and immediately tumbles into a rocky pit. He lays there. He doesn't know how long, until the screaming stops, and longer still, he lays silently, moving only when he hears footsteps near the edge of the pit. He shifts from his prone position into a crouch, adds still clutched, white-knuckled in his hand. He gazes up at the edge of the pit where the noise is coming from, only to see the shine of a dozen eyes staring back at him. Today will not be his day. He will get home to his family. He will tell the tale of what happened here. With a bestial fury, Tomrick propels himself forward and up the side of the pit, adds in hand, ready to bring death to whatever stands between him and salvation. Solus sleeps fitfully that night. His head is filled of dreams from another life, it seems like. Maybe not years past, but it feels like it. The sounds of battle ring in his ear, but he hears a familiar voice. Just do good. Don't worry about what it means. And another voice, deeper or gravely. You've done good. You've done good. Now let me do the rest. Run. And he comes to. Sweating. Cold, shivering. He sees his armor to his, the side of his bed. Sits up in his bedclothes, drenched with cold sweat. And sees that his sword has a slight glow to it. Standing out against the darkness of the wall where it's leaning. And he hears a faint ring in the air. Like a singing blade across a whetstone. Solus, what do you do? Where does this seem to be coming from? From the sword. Oh my god, it's inside the house! <laughs> uh, I, I get out of bed, and I step over to it trepidatiously. I 
reach out and touch it. The, the noise calms as soon as you touch it. Like it's been struck like a tuning fork and you stop the vibrations. But you feel a warmth coming from the sword into your body, like a familiar embrace. It feels as if a long lost friend is with you again, as perhaps something is inhabiting the sword. Couldn't be. I, I lost you that day. I will not fail you again. And the ringing completely grows silent. And the glow subsides. But it seems you have found another powerful blade ally. Can you describe for us, Micah, mechanically, what does this mean for your character? It is a third level champion feature, I believe, right? It is, yeah. So it is the class feature Divine Ally. My devotion attracts the spirit of my deity's alignment. Once I choose an ally, my choice can't be changed. I can choose between a blade ally, a shield ally, or a steed ally. And I decided to go for a blade ally. You want to go for a mount in the super dungeon underground? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right? Mount that uh, horse. Why not? Because I chose the blade ally, a spirit of battle dwells within my armaments. I can select a weapon to get a special effect. And I chose disrupting rune. And he chose strobe and fog. <laughs> Nice. The that's that's fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. I think you should, <laughs> funny stuff. I, I think funny. you should have picked up. You should have picked a Mustang. And unfortunately, you would have had to push it through the dungeon. Yeah. So now, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Todd. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. I thought I, we fed this in town, but evidently my dad's a liar. Yeah. <laughs> my dad said he was giving a. He said he gave him fifteen <laughs> apples. Uh, now he won't fucking move. <laughs> so now the my weapon deals an extra 1d6 positive damage to undead. And on a critical hit, the undead is also enfeebled one until the end of my next turn. And it does... That's so some, wizard. It is pretty wizard, Danny. Uh, and it does something else too. I believe like if I gain a critical hit against anybody, it does something as well. You get the crit specialization for your Right, weapon, for my longsword. Right, right, right. Which I think is wound, right? Doesn't it? It just gives uh, a bleed effect? No, it, it causes any target I hit with a critical hit to be flat-footed one. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty freaking rad. Yeah. That is pretty rad. Are you saying we're disruption buddies? You also deal I do, positive yeah. damage to the Ooh. undead? I do, I do. Fuck those guys. Fuck the undead. All my homies hate the undead. <laughs> it's pretty wizard. So after you have this, you know, little heart to heart with your sword, you go back to bed a still middle of the night, right? And the morning starts relatively uneventfully from your perspective. It's just the morning. There's no alarms. There's no sirens. Kind of nice to wake up on your own terms. What's everybody do? Yosef crawls out uh, from his wood shaving bed while um, the Blue Danube theme plays in the background, obviously. And he does his whole morning routine of a a, a dirt shower, obviously, because he's a disgusting <laughs> rat. Common misconception. Yeah, ex- yeah. He's fine. He's normal. He has a normal routine. He gets up. He puts his he puts his weirdly shaved pants on with his enormous tail hold the same as everybody else does. Just one leg at a time and a tail. What's the if point I, at that point? It's just above the butthole. You're going to see it. <laughs> I don't write the fiction of this universe. I just like it. Do your pants have a tail cut if out? If I remember correctly, I think I was going to uh, severely disrespect my wife last night, right? I think Something like that, yeah. I'm sure. So I would have been. I would have eaten breakfast with her the next morning as a thank you and uh, probably did some like, uh, uh, what, like disrespected? patio stretches. <laughs> In a good way. What does that mean? Disrespected in a good way. Is, is that what sex thing? Yeah. Is is that what 
Is I'm that 38. Making, is this a is sex making whoopies? <laughs> what are you kids? What are you kids doing? <laughs> Bumping uglies. We're bumping well, that's uglies. That's why um, Micah made the infogram today that billion fucks, but has no idea what that means. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that exactly. was today. Yeah, did you see? Yeah, that? exactly. Uh, <laughs> he just spent the whole night telling her off, and now he thinks she's pregnant. <laughs> it's like that DBZ abridged episode towards the end where it was like, "Boom! Sex makes babies." <laughs> we laid in the same bed. Is that what? Is that what one do? <laughs> what are you doing? This feels great. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was just going to say Bill's going to be on his patio sort of doing those like post-morning stretches sort of waiting to see you know one of one of my teammates at this point I think we're all teammates uh, walk by or, or, or I can join up with one of them Yosef you notice when you get downstairs Brelda is nowhere to be found God she went with them what day is it Um, it is moon day okay so she's not closing early today this is strange. Um, She's not there, but there's also no closed sign or will be back soon sign or anything. The door's unlocked. She's just not there. Are there like people in the dining room or is it too early? No, still? it's empty. Cool. Um, I'm going to go to her bedroom or like wherever she lives in the building. I imagine somewhere downstairs. You get there and she doesn't keep the door locked and it's slightly ajar and stark. There's nobody in there. I, I like look through there. There's nobody home. Nobody. That's good. Okay, there's no reason to panic. There's no reason to panic. This is just very unlike her. And she's literally never done this before, but there's no reason for me to immediately jump to... And then I'm going to not finish that sentence and run upstairs and grab my ship. Like, on all fours. Solus, similarly, when you go downstairs at Crow's Cask, Magaloy is nowhere to be found. And the dining room's empty. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go over to her office or behind the bar. Magaloy, are you, are you... Are you there? No answer. Curious. Um, and uh, I'm going to head over to the crow's casks because that seems to be what we You're, uh, you're in the crow's the casks. You mean the Roddy Rockfish? Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Roddy Rockfish. Yep. Where are you staying, Kashak? Are you staying in the Warrens still? You're at home? Yeah, I'm in the Warrens. Okay. Nothing's out of the ordinary there. And uh, what weird place did you sleep last night, Tovin? So it can't be our <laughs> roof. As the sun dawns over the, t- the town, you hear a, uh, the babble of a of a, a stream running under a bridge. It's actually the bridge on the north end of town where Tovin and Yosef met <laughs> Solus and, uh, yeah, Solus and uh, uh, um, Billiam. Uh, you see the bridge from the side and you see two legs just drop down from under the bridge and then slowly lets himself down, as, uh, let himself down as Tovin. And he, he touches the, the bank of the, the uh, shore, reaches down into the river splashes up some water onto his face and hair, ties his hair back, does some farmer Kleenex into the river, and then uh, <laughs> grabs his pack and starts nice. heading over to the rockfish where we all meet every so morning. So I'm going to have to retcon something for you because you did not tell me where you were sleeping and I probably should have asked. <laughs> you get oh. woken up way early by a horde of people running across the bridge to the north. I'm a heavy sleeper. What? <laughs> Eh, it's probably nothing. Go back to bed. Yeah, no, it's, I'm used to being woken up. I sleep everywhere. So you get awoken by the thump, 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 and yelling and, and you know, a crowd in, in the fairly wee hours of the morning, you know, probably 5.30, 6 a.m. Damn. Fairly early. Um, And I don't know, maybe you consider, you don't think anything of it because you're used to it. And maybe you just mm-hmm. go back to sleep and you wake up when you would normally wake up. Yeah. And you can have that lovely scene again where you just drop down in a creepy way and farmer Kleenex into the stream. <laughs> Hear that, Joe? Cut paste. <laughs> this town's really into their uh, that morning cardio. 
But when you do wake up and actually get down, you can see um, there's a relatively large mob off in the distance between the stone circle and the fog fen. Of people? <laughs> no, birds. Yes, oh. people, Todd. <laughs> are they, wait, are they, are they actual people or are they Micah's people? They're, they're people, people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Tobin's going to spy this and, and st- I don't know. I think he would go and investigate. There doesn't seem to be any imminent danger, is there? No. There's a lot of shouting and yelling, and it look like they're angry. There's literal pitchforks and, like, just clubs and stuff. It's it's a mob. Probably 30, 40 people. Tobin's perfectly fine with this. He's he's dealt with malpractice suits before. Um, So he's going to approach the mob and, and listen in to see what's going on. And you can hear, you know, What's going on up there in, the, in that cave? What's in the middle of the fog fen? They kill our brightest sun. They kill our men. Only one survived. It's just one person yelling. You can't really make out who this person is. Like, yeah, yeah. What's the mayor hiding from us? And then you see Carmen Rajani. Oh, good. Because I was just going to ask. I hate this guy. Mm. I hate this guy so much. We need to have words with this cat pile drive him in the dome he's like he's just like people we can't blame the mayor surely he had no idea what was going on up there no way that he could have possibly known how dangerous that was and that he was sending those men to their deaths surely surely the fair heroes that have been making their way to the gauntlet told him it was perfectly safe surely Surely the mayor, somebody go fetch the mayor. And um, the mayor comes up. He's behind you, Tovin. Because you're, I would imagine that you're, you know, 30, 40 feet off from them, trying to oh, not get in the crowd in here. Just earshot. And um, the mayor kind of pats you on the back. He's like, I was afraid this might happen. And he strides up to the group. Yes, I did send these men to the gauntlet to confirm the reports that were told to us. Of the danger. They were instructed not to engage anything. Something must have ambushed them. Who 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 came back? It's Tom Rick. Tom Rick, he's He's at the Dawnflower Library, you hear another voice yell. He's being seen to by Vandy. And Osa's like, well maybe we should ask Tom Rick what he saw and what happened. Did anybody else make it? Said the, he said he never saw another one get out. They're all dead. I'd like to know myself, certainly. Certainly, Clort. Clort would have made it out alive. Who said it took him first? And that's it. The, 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 the crowd begins to move a little bit, and they start heading towards you. They're yelling, We'll get answers from Tom Rick. We'll know who killed our boys. Who killed Clort? We have to know. We'll get revenge. The crowd is starting to move towards you, and you would assume that they're going to head south into the Dawnflower Library. Right. You have not much time to react. What are you going to do, Tovin? Obviously, run and embrace, embrace this angry mob. Yeah, that's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to burst a heel. Um, <laughs> get the lifeguard! <laughs> Moonbeam! Yeah. Uh, Tip something I- over! <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I mean, Tovin is not a lot of things. I mean, he, I'm apt to run back and grab everybody else. <sighs> Who would you go to first? Because everybody's currently separated. If Bill's stretching on his patio, maybe, if Bill's stretching on his patio, would I see him? Would I see the mob? Eventually. Okay. But not yet. Okay. Um, I think I would. I would uh, probably run directly back to the rockfish because I need backup. I, Tovin himself is not one for any sort of confrontation in several different ways. <laughs> well, I will say that on your way back, we've already established that Solus is going to leave Crow's cask and head towards a rockfish. He sees you running yep. towards the rockfish from the north end of town. Good morning, Tovin. Why are you running? <laughs> are you exercising? <laughs> like a um, robot. I... I, I would relay the entire story to him as I pass by, <laughs> as if I were calling collect. The Tobin, we had a baby, it's a boy. And I just run by. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that commercial. <laughs> and, uh, Tobin, I didn't get that. Should I, should I run too? We're we going to the rockfish. I don't know. Actually, no, I would send uh, Solus there to at least be some sort of bulwark. I'm, I'm, I'm just like, like I didn't the, get the anything that you said. Oh, so yeah, I was I, just going to keep walking to the rockfish. I, I would relay what's happening to him and tell him to head that way as I run to the, the rockfish. Like, tell him to head towards the rockfish? No, tell him to head towards the mob. Well, he doesn't know there's a mob. I know. And I'm running by like, there's a mob go that way. I'm going to the rockfish. There. Okay, now it's clear. In Tobin's voice. There we go. That's clear now. That was Tobin's voice. That was Tobin's voice. Yeah, he's very well. <laughs> he turns when he when he's when he's, he's uh, when he's your falsetto, your no, head when, voice. I'm, when I'm stressed, I turn into Don Knotts. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get a real. You're gonna get along with Dilly Danvers. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, they should have sent Dilly Danvers. Imagine if he was the only one that came back. Like this Tom Rick dude. He comes out. He starts like, "Where's the fire, y'all?" He's the one on crowd control. <laughs> I love the, uh, you guys don't know this, but Trevor bounced some ideas off me for the vignette. And the other one was just the uh, the second idea that almost made it into the uh, final cut was where Dilly Danvers like accidentally do sex machina Belcora and, and ends the campaign. Like, Oops, a drop of sword stab. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Uh, uh, yeah, then I, 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 you know, turn, change my direction and head towards the, uh, the Dawnflower library. All right. Um, Tovin, you shortly get to Crow's Casks. At this point, Billiam would see you running. Do you mean the Rowdy Rockfish? Yes, Rowdy Rockfish. Jesus. You're heading towards Rowdy Rockfish. Billiam sees you running while he's stretching on his porch. Tovin, I sexed last night. (laughs) I I I made a sex. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm doing this stretch right here. I'm like... Uh, <laughs> he's doing the pelvic thrust stretch. It's a yeah, for, the, uh, for the listeners thrust. at home. <laughs> uh, so Tobin would run by, like, good for you, Billy. Go, go help Solus. I gotta go around and I just keep running. <laughs> and I, I point towards Solus, and I'm I'm heading for the rest of the gang because uh, we need the, to get the rest of the there. gang. It's just me. The rest of the, and by the way, because of that, we're the Apple Dumpling Gang. <laughs> <laughs> About the time that Tovin arrives at the Rowdy Rockfish, Yosef is making his way out the door with his kit. Yeah, I've got my armor strapped on and my, my robes on over top. And uh, I have got my ring of keys 
my crowbar and my shovel, and I've got all that shit I need potentially, because uh, I need my shovel a lot lately. And I'm I'm locking the front door. I would imagine by the time you get there, like I have to go. And then I'm like messing around with the mechanism. And I'm like, uh, hi, what 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 are you doing here this early in the day, Tovin? Nobody else is here to get. <laughs> and and Tovin puts his hands on his knees and he's breathing hard because he's just. You know, he's not in the best shape, but he just ran across town. It's just like, like that meme where you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's going to be spoke, uh, speaking a broken comment. Billion man of sex. We need to go. We need to go. We need to go this way. We need to. Because I don't. For what? For the. Tomic. I don't Billy give Mac. a shit about Tomrick. He's just Tomrick at the wood mill. I need to go and, find Vrelda. She's not and here. Billy, Billy had sex. We gotta go. I don't. Why does that have anything to do with what I just said? Tovin, <laughs> what's going on? Is that really what you're upset about? Is that Billy had sex? No, I th- no, it's very upsetting. No, it's I'm about sorry. this time you start to hear the yelling of the mob heading hey. south. <laughs> what's all that clamor? And uh, yeah, so Tovin's going to relay everything to him after he catches his breath, and 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 start running back to to uh, meet back up with Solus and Billion to provide support. So I guess we're all just running to the Dawnflower Library. We're following them out. So Kashak, yes. How do you wake? Tell me how you wake. So Kashak crawls out of his uh, his cubby carved into the wall. He's on the ground floor, out of some textiles. Right, stretches, sits down, enjoys like a leisurely bowl of lukewarm porridge or whatever. They've got in the commons area, the Warrens, and he's like, uh, oh, shit, look at the time. I should probably see what everyone's up to, huh? Check his sundial. And he's, like, eating it with a spoon, like he does, you know, in a civilized way, not like he went on a work day, but he's kind of taking his time, breaking it in. And then he's like, well, let's, uh, I guess let's see what's going on up topside. And he uses whatever entrance and exit he's been using that's close to, like, within town. Yeah, the the biggest, the easiest entrance is... At the ruins of the thirsty alpaca. Oh, that's an entrance now. It's it's a new establishment. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> yes, he'll uh, hop out of the ruins of the thirsty alpaca, and hopefully that uh, salvage slash reconstruction is coming well. Returning to the scene of the crime. You know what they say when absolute closes the door, another one opens. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! They moved in. A, it's it's Otari gentrification. I have no idea what you're talking about. You can't prove a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> As you clamber out and onto uh, Wisp Street, which runs up the Osprey River, you can see south going across the bridge on Menhemi Street is a mob. You can see them crossing the street. So the rowdy rockfish is like pretty much in the direct path of where the mob's going, right? Yeah, it's directly south of where I am. Exactly, it's directly south of where you are. And you see the mob starting to come across the bridge on Menheme Street. Uh, they're just getting onto the bridge, and you hear the sound of them, and you hear that they're shouting, you know, the, f- the swamp is dangerous. Well, if there's one thing I can recognize, it's the sound of an angry no mob. No one can protect us. Drain the swamp! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Like, <laughs> so Kashak uses his uh, brilliant uh, kobold mind, and he thinks of the mob as like pack animals, right? And they're like, oh, so if they're going that way, then it's going to take them approximately, what, 75 seconds to divide them, carry the two. And he's going to... And about that time, you also see Tovin and Yosef 
running north towards you and towards the street, you can see that kind of at the edge of the front of the mob, you can see Billiam and Solus, but they're kind of powerless to stop anything that's going on. The whole mob is just moving quickly. They're not listening to anybody. They're just like a, a school of fish, almost. They're not listening to reason. They're just pushing forward southward. You start hearing, We'll ask Vandy, Dawnflower, she saves Tomrick. We'll know what happened. And the mob keeps pushing. So, sorry, are Tovin and Tovin and Yosef running past me? Are they running south? No, they're running north. So you're still north of where the mob is. They're running north from the Rowdy Rockfish up Wisp Street towards you. Okay. I'm going to hop in their way, like flag them down. So the mob is between you and them, though. So the mob, there's an intersecting street, and the street intersects between the position of the alpaca and the rowdy rockfish. So they might not reach where you are before the mob gets to that intersection. You may be cut off from them. I'm going to, before where the mob is, I'm going to hunker down, and in front of the mob, I'm going to cast Grease. Ooh. I like this a lot. This Sorcerer. is going to cause a stampede. You're going to kill multiple people. <laughs> That's I, fine. I don't know, Perfect. because the people are going to have to make a save in yeah, order to enter the places where the people a... are. I'm making like a line across the road where everyone's going to be like, oh, what the hell is this? And I'm trying to do it as surreptitiously as possible, because I do not want to get caught off from everybody else. Kashak would not do well alone. It's like stepping onto the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, exactly. One, one step it's fine, the next step it's not fine. So I would right. say that the mob's progress slows significantly. As they reach that area where you place the grease. And, you know, they didn't see you cast a spell. I actually just did a secret roll for that. Yay! Oh, thank goodness. They did not see you cast a spell. They just slip on a slippery patch. The mob's progress is significantly slowed as they kind of pile up on each other. Ooh. And they're still moving. They're still, like, getting up and just kind of getting up and, and moving forward again. And then slipping. Um, but it did slow them a bit. Okay. I'm going to cast because I can use these spells effectively interchangeably because I'm a sorcerer. I don't have that many options, but I'm going to cast invisibility on myself. Nice. I'm going to wow. fucking tear ass as fast as I can to Tovin. Nice. <laughs> Not moving silently. I'm hopefully far enough away from everybody, but I'm whoosh, and I'm I'm cloaked, and I'm booking it. Tack, 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 tack. You know, porridge sloshing in my reptilian belly. Uh, that's what we were hearing earlier. Okay. I need you to roll on your wellspring. Oh, no. Do you oh, feel threatened? Good. Do you feel lucky? He like just said that he, the mob. you know, he doesn't want to be seen by the mob. His adrenaline's going. Roll a d20, buddy. <laughs> sure would be a shame if you asked, if you accidentally magic missile yeah, this crowd. This is like, yeah, it's no like Delta Green kind yeah. of RP. Yeah. It's really good. That, I like that. I like that. Oh, my God. I failed. That's a three. He failed? He failed. For a three. All right. Roll on the table. Oh my! Is my is my statement coming true? <laughs> this oh is no. gonna be great. Okay, oh so God. I unwittingly cast Joe's Goober because my name is still not right. <laughs> Casts uh, <laughs> sudden right. gale. It is air evocation, and a forty foot emanation is disturbed. Strong winds blow in a random direction for one minute. Each creature that starts its turn in the area must succeed a fortitude save or fall prone be pushed 10 feet on a critical failure 
You must succeed at, at the save immediately after the surge. This is great. <laughs> are, you knock the are, you, over? Are, are you failing forward? <laughs> I think I'm somehow failing successfully, which yeah. is right on flavor for Kashak, frankly. <laughs> it's either that. They slipped on grease and then, and then there were gale force winds. <laughs> right. It's either that or uh, Kashak has just become Travis Scott. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! Absolutely, oh, help me! I'm going to cast guidance on myself. <laughs> so these winds kick up, you know, and you have no control over them. You're invisible, right? Um, and these winds pick up in an area around the grease, and where the grease was, where there's people slipping on the grease, they're getting pushed off of the bridge into the water by oh. the dozens. I farmer Kleenex in that. <laughs> Oh, there's far worse than just so, Kleenex. This is a medieval town. There's shit in this river. So probably, <laughs> I would say, the size of this mob is cut in half because half of them go over the edge of the bridge and into the water at these gale force winds. I just hope everyone's okay. Tobin just stops and hold on. Or, or Yosef stops. Hold on. <laughs> I need. What's your um? What's your spell DC? Joe. Uh, 19. All right. I need Billiam, Solus, Toven, and Yosef. Who all roll a fort save. My fort. favorite. Excellent. Okay. All right. Uh, nine for a 16. Uh, 14 for a 22. 11 for an 18. 12 for a 22. And what was your spell, DC? 19. 18? 19. Yeah. 19. Oh. <laughs> so, everybody below 19, so that's Yosef and Tovin are going to be knocked prone, which kind of works out for you because you haven't made it to the bridge. You just fall over, right? The, the <clears throat> winds push you hard enough, and you get pushed backwards and fall, and you can't really get up. You have the solid minute of you can't make any progress towards this mob because the wind's just pushing you. What the fuck is going on today? <laughs> I am- it was fine just a second ago. And all of a sudden, there's not even cloudy. Help me, Tovin. Why are you just standing there? I'm not. I'm being caught up in the gale force winds. And you winds. fall down as well. <laughs> yeah, gale force winds. <laughs> <laughs> Where is fucking Solus or Billiam? <laughs> and I, I can, I kind of imagine Solus taking a shield out and like using it as a bulwark against the wind. To try to cut it a bit, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that works like a sail. I don't know anything about wind. So is the wind like pushing me down or like a bully? Every time I try to get up, they just kick me back it's, down. It's not pushing you down, but it's preventing you from making progress in any way other than back the way you came. <laughs> I don't know anything about wind. <laughs> I've never been outside. <laughs> oh, God, son. I, I play Pathfinder. Are you shitting Have you me? seen how yeah. pale I am, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Good point. You live in Texas. <laughs> And I can't help but think that somehow I've managed to make things worse. Oh, who said that? <laughs> oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. It's been a night, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm still sickened. Can you take that off of me? Uh, yeah. Because that would give me a plus on my fortitude, right? Uh, Oh, yeah. you would have made it. That would make it. me pass. Okay, well. So you are you. just standing there. <laughs> I am just, just standing, standing there. there. But I but I look at you with uh, with fish eyes because I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Help so, me. Can I have made it to them yet or no? 
Um, I, yeah. I just repeat that I heard well, you. Okay, you so invisible. here's the thing. Yeah. I need you now, as you get closer and run in, I need you to make a fortitude save against your own effect. Yeah, I'm great at fortitude. Oh, you already rolled one, didn't you? Didn't you roll one? No, you didn't. No. Roll one. Fingers crossed. That's an 18 for a 23. Okay, you're unaffected. Wow. All right. So, yeah, you have about made it to where you're going to head towards the bridge, or you were gonna, where are you going to head towards Solus and Yosef? I'm heading towards Solus and Yosef. Tobin and Yosef. And, yeah, sorry, Tobin and Yosef. So just to confirm, and I'm sorry that I keep doing this, but I don't entirely understand. Um, the I'm looking at the Abomination Vaults map. So they were running from west to east across the bridge on the south side of town, right? Not the most southward bridge, the skinnier bridge, because right. that larger one is like a toll bridge for Right, they, they weren't running across the Crook's Nook, they were running across the other bridge. Correct. Okay. The one north of the Crook's Nook on Menheme Street. And Tovin and Yosef are, I would say, on the west side of that bridge, right? Right, uh, south of it, on the west side of the bridge. Okay. And Solus, I don't do I know where is he is. On the bridge with Billiam and the mob, and they're trying to hold back the mob. Well, they're. I don't know quite what they're going to effectively be able to do until everybody gets there. So they join the mob. <laughs> I, I, I kind of imagine that uh, Billiam and I are just kind of like circling around like the back of it, trying to figure out what's going on, trying to keep them within view. This lasts for a whole minute, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to try to help when I get there. I'm going to be like, Tovin, Yosef, this isn't going to last very long. Sorry, you can't see me. Um, it is one minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tobin immediately pisses himself. <laughs> don't, don't stop pissing yourself. Never do that again. I, How I, long I, have you been here? Are you also just watching me? No, I, I just I caused a windstorm in the grease. I'll, I'll explain later. You I wanna, did this? I want to roll to exercise the hogs. Absolutely did. I was trying to save people. Jesus. Don't stand up, you rat fuck. <laughs> I can't, but it's gale force. There's half a Tobin, help me. Stop right pissing now. yourself. Let's get him up. No, I'm, I'm immediately going to try to exercise this obvious haunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's two actions. I need you to roll a religion. Yosef uh, <laughs> pulls himself up out of the dirt against the gale force wind, blowing dirt and detritus into his beady red eyes. <laughs> uh, oh, they're very busy right now. Can we get to the Dawnflower Library? Let's get to the Dawnflower Library. Try to hold everyone back or something. I, I am absolutely fucking livid right now. So I'm getting my answers before they do. Then let's go, because we're still going the right way. Yeah, I don't know that you would necessarily know what's going on yet, Ashak. But we're running from the mob, right? I mean, I'm still running, so the best I can say is, is oh, yeah. Tom, Rick, and, and, and Billiam had a sex. <laughs> you know that it That's looks true. like... What you did know is that Billiam and Solis, they were trying to stop the crowd... <laughs> and then you saw us running towards the and crowd, I was and trying you were like, to this help can't be them stop the crowd by stopping the crowd... And then, uh, then you super stop the crowd. Yeah, by pushing some of them off the bridge, stop. murdering some. So I guess I don't actually know what's going on in terms of the Dawnflower Library and everything. Long story short, it looks like our fucking absolutely brilliant mayor sent a handful of men into the gauntlet to make sure that we were telling the truth and checking the validity of our claims, and almost all of them, but one, died. One of them is still in the Dawnflower Library being cared for by Vandy, and we're going to question him before the mob does. You don't know where Carmen Rosani is, do you? No, but when I find him, I'm going to have Billion wring his fucking neck out, because my hands are too small. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Let's head to the Dawnflower. I would say that 
Billiam and Solus are still kind of entangled within the mob. Mm-hmm. They can hold them off in the meantime. Yeah. Billiam's playing playing American Gladiator <laughs> with the mall just knocking people. <laughs> He's just got punji sticks. <laughs> can Billiam and I see uh, the others? So Yosef and Kashik and uh, Tovan? Yes, I would say you can. Okay. Is uh, pissing himself? Okay, piss. <laughs> all I can see. You can't see me. Is there something we could do to try to hinder the mob from getting into the Dawnflower Library? Can they like roll a diplomacy or something and see if they can like hold off and? Could they filibuster the mob? I would allow you to. I would allow you, kinda, since they're kind of distracted by all this happening. I would allow you to try to make an impression, maybe like a group impression. I'm going to actually step in front of the mob and draw my sword. Oh, oh boy! Uh, What's he going to do? Be more wanted by the law? He's going to step in front of the mob with his sword, and I am going to sort of stand next to him and be like, "Everybody, calm down!" And I'm going to try to diplomacy them. Turn back. We do not need to do anything. We're going to regret. All right, let's. Okay, first, RP how you want to do this, because I might give you a bonus <laughs> based on how this goes. Okay. I'm going to... I... But I don't know anything that's happened, technically. Right. right? Exactly. Right. Okay. So... <laughs> so, everybody, hold on. Do they stop, or are they just running? They're, they're kind of still tripping all over each other okay. and fighting against the wind okay. and trying to make their bearings. There's people crawling out of the water now up on okay. the bank of the river. Uh, I try to shout over uh, them and the wind... People of the city, this does not have to turn to violence. Whatever argument you may have with the Dawnfall Library, I'm sure this can be figured out. But if you take one step forward, I will have to defend the library. I promise we have done much more for this town than you guys have in the last four days. This is going to get us nowhere. Let us handle it. All right, so, Billiam, I want you to roll diplomacy at a minus two. Oh my god. I want to see that too. And Solus, I want you to roll and intimidate with a plus one. Okay. Alright. <laughs> What's your intimidate? Might go with the plus one. It's a plus eight. Oh! No fucking way! Oh, that's a natural twenty. I guess. Nice. Oh my god. So it's an eighteen. It is an eighteen, but still. No, it's no, it's a twenty. It's an automatic. I got a seven for a sixteen. <laughs> oh well, your intimidation would fail. Yeah. And technically, the diplomacy would fail, too, if it wasn't a natural 20. (laughs) But they're just so enraptured by Billiam's lighthearted nature. They're so dumb, but he has an afterglow. I'm glowing because of all the sex I had. So he he, he made a whole sex. It's not not only that. I think it has something to do with, like, the contrast between, like, you guys better stop or I'll defend the library. And you're like, plus, we're just better than you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, we're so so much. No, we just showed up four days ago. We're better citizens than you are. Oh, look behind. So that, you had a minus two to diplomacy. Yeah. Okay, so here's a little look behind how this, how I just calculated this, right? I gave the mob a 25. Oh, so I would have lost. You would have lost, right? I gave the mob a 25. But then I cut five off of it because they were being battered by the wind and their will was broken by the wind and the grease and everything. Right. But you rolled a natural 20, so it brings you up to a success. <laughs> Hate this game. Just like I any extremist it. group, when faced with any minor inconvenience, they disperse. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which, which one of us is w- the extremist group? I also would like to point out that I can't roll yes. natural 20 on any attacks. But on the dumbest shit, I can just roll them like whatever. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. It's, it's your combat uh, intelligence. Yeah, through. seriously. You come through in a pinch. Hey, can I fit through this arrow slit? Natural 20. <laughs> somebody, somebody in the crowd says, but what if God was one of us? <laughs> 
So the crowd, like, kind of quiets down and looks at you. <laughs> like a confused dog. <laughs> Do you know what happened? You're one of the ones that was up there. Why didn't you deal with it? These men are dead. We've been trying. All all could be explained in due time, and I try to uh, wave over uh, Tovin, Yosef, and Kashik. They're already uh, running to the library. Yeah, we're going to talk they to They cannot see you. I can, I'll, okay, I can run. Good. You know, I'll... Uh, I mean, I could... Or Trevor, no, no, Trevor, never mind. He said we're gone. Yeah, y'all All are right. gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. you no. turned tail and ran. I mean, yep. I did. I I wanted you to buy time, and this is buying time. So. Right. This will all be explained in due time. Please just stay right here. In the it's meantime, raise your hand if you had sex last night, guys. This <laughs> is <laughs> in the crowd. This is like the end of Caddish. Hey, I'm just trying to get laid. Wait, Billiam, is your wife in the crowd? <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> she got too good. She's I'm recovering. running this game. She left before you woke up. I want to know. No, seriously. If she's in the crowd, I want to know if her hand went up or not. Because Billiam is slightly confused. <laughs> she she kind of like half-heartedly and shrugs. Puts up an elbow. <laughs> Just like Billiam last night. Yeah, you hear exactly. deep in the crowd, she's like... <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I, I will let Solus explain what it, all the good stuff... I have absolutely, Billiam, I have absolutely no idea what is going on. Oh shit! I okay. just know that I just know that there was an angry mob going to the Tonfoot Library. We should keep them here, and I just saw our friends running past us. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we will take care of this, everyone. I pray you can all go about your business. Go can about. Can you your bring day. them back? Who from who the ba- dead? Who, who bring who back? What is the problem here? Claude is dead. Drokus is dead. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I want Billiam to to display his disappointment over this. Yeah, Billiam would recognize Clort, the name Clort. Yeah, he would. Yeah, yeah he would. Wait, how did he die? That Adonis? <laughs> That's what we want to know. But he died in the godlight. You were supposed to protect us. Ah! And the crowd is starting to whip up a little bit more. Billiam, Billiam I, I, I believe this may have been the party sent by the mayor yesterday. Oh. They, just as we were leaving his... <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I was gonna... Sexy. I wouldn't know that, so I was gonna say something, but I wouldn't know that, so I just... Oh. But you do know, you do again, know who Clort is. Again, in I my own headcanon, I imagine this, like, the angry mob addresses them, and then all of a sudden, like, Solus, like, grabs a shield, and he's like, William, I think this is the party. <laughs> <laughs> we're, talking yeah, we're talking to each other. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> then William... <sighs> Joins the angry mob. I want to know what happened. <laughs> what the hell, guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, what I mean, the fuck, I'm confused. <laughs> it sounds like the mayor sent some guys, which we told him not to. And did we, did we tell him not to? Yeah, of course we did. Yeah, we we, to, we have to tell out of him context. That. Why would we need to say that? <laughs> but did Why? We, did we actually tell him not to? Because this might be a problem. We well, didn't stop him. We can figure that part out later. But for the mob, we should probably say that we're. We can. We just told Yosef is not in the mob, but he's following it, so he's around. I thought I was in the Dawnflower. No, Yosef. Or Yosef. Osef. Sorry. Osef. Okay. Okay. Osef is is nearby. We We totally did tell the mayor. I remember this. Um, Just I remember us being in the mayor's office and be like, "Don't." Everybody. I think Yosef said everyone should stay away from the gauntlet, like for for real, for real. So yes, we definitely told them that. But it wasn't the last time you were in there when he so- sent them. It probably was some weeks ago. Or but some we still weeks ago said for us. it, Solus. But some dates ago, as <laughs> no, far was, as the we game We were is in there under arrest, and then you told him to go investigate, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't so think, yeah, was, you're right. 
yesterday. Say anything. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, well, yesterday, yesterday. He told them that, but you guys when we did were not, were not like, like, hey, yeah. stop, don't do that, right? I was trying to give you guys the opportunity <laughs> like to do Willy so. Wonka. Mm. No, unfortunately, stop. don't. Exactly. Yeah. Right. No, stop. <laughs> don't do that. We've only told you like ten fucking times. I don't know yeah. why you don't believe us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought we brought was we literally brought back the corpse of two townsfolk and had funerals. But yeah, we're fucking making it up. I guess. Sure. Also, mobs never get answers. So you guys will get the answers, and we'll relay the information to you. That is the most what? logical thing I've heard Billiam say in a long time. What the fuck wow. was it's that? Like a high roll, right? <laughs> so it was my natural twenty diplomacy. <laughs> Even yeah. Solus is like. <laughs> Billiam, your genius is showing. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. I covered myself. <laughs> <laughs> he gets all red in the face. Buttons up his vest. <laughs> so while this is happening and the, the mob is slowed, the other three members of the party arrive at the Dawnflower Library and rush in. And they could hear echoing in the halls, like like pained moaning and screaming. Ah! And you follow the noise into one of the recuperation rooms that the acolyte set up. And there's like music to Tovin's ears. Tovin, hurry. There's several people um, trying to attend to him. And he is is badly wounded. He's got several cuts. It looks like his leg may be broken. His arm is definitely broken. Gash on his forehead. He's messed up. We were to say mechanically, he's probably wounded three with one HP left. Okay, risky surgery out of the question. Gotcha. So he literally barely made it out. Yeah, he barely made it out. And he starts babbling. It had so many eyes. had so many eyes. I had to. I tried to kill it. I don't know if I kill it. But the thing that was riding it, the things around it, they're all dead. They're all dead. They're all dead. But where's, where's Clort? The woman. The woman. She was there. She got him. Did anyone get out? And he's just moaning and and just inconsolable. And he starts screaming again. Um, he's like passing in and out of consciousness. He's he's having a real rough day, guys. Yeah, that's really loud. Tovin, you have magical heal. Do you have that wand? Yeah, my immediate action is a is a cast a two action wand of heal. Go for it. I forgot the D ten now. I get a uh, two level is it's a one D 10 for me plus eight. So he gets 11 points of healing. Roll the three. He is still pretty banged up. He's still wounded. Um, He's lucid, but like he kind of calms a little bit and Vandy touches you on the shoulder. She's like, I was just coming to deal with that. What are you doing here? We were on our way here to get answers out of him because he seems to be the only one left alive after the mayor sent a group of men into the gauntlet. Yes, yes. Also, there's an angry mob. I don't know if he's an angry mob. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, Billy and Solus right now are outside playing some kind of improvisational game, getting them to calm down as best they can, but I wouldn't count on that lasting for very long. <laughs> this line is it anyway. Scenes from a hat. <laughs> so this one says your best friend just died uh, in a tower far from your homeland. Oh, God. Things you can say to your dog, but not your girlfriend. <laughs> uh, by the way, we, we slept for the night, so we get our uh, oh, yeah. on plus level, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I got it. So um, during this time, would it be okay if I were to perform a medicine check on not only Tomrick, but also myself? Do you have ward medic? Uh, I do. Actually, Yeah, go ahead. I took uh, no, before. no, you don't have enough time. They're oh, not, you're not going to have don't. 10 minutes. Okay. You're not going to have 10 minutes to do this. Okay. 
We have to talk to him now. That's too bad. I have a lot of faith in Billiam. <laughs> there is an angry mob outside who is wondering why the star child of Otari was just disemboweled or something like that. So they're going to be upset. Quite frankly, I am also upset because from what I understand, they are upset at us, the so-called heroes of Otari, for not defending them from what was inside. So, although I'm already pretty sure what killed most of those men, I'd like to hear it from him. Priestess Vandadash, Carmen Mijani whipped up the people of this town into a furore. He accused us of stealing his sword. He betrayed us after handing us the sword. Obviously, you have no reason to believe us. This was absolutely calculated. And Vandy kind of cuts eyes at you. Like, are you the ones that stole the sword? We're not. He chased us out of town to give us that sword. How could we be stealing something he gave to us? To be, now, now, Yosef, you have to realize what you're saying. He came to us out of town. We are the only witnesses. Our word is only as good as his. And he's a longtime resident. It's true. He's running for mayor for, for the caravan's sake. That's exactly why I don't fucking believe him. He has a political angle. Which which means nothing to the people. At what point during this entire thing have any of us lied about what's going on? That means nothing. Well, the truth doesn't matter. All that matters is who believes who. Obviously not. We have a saying in Irosin, the first lie wins. And Carmen Rajani got in first. Fuck! Regardless, Priestess Bandanet, I apologize. We need to speak with this man so we can hear know what he knows from the gauntlet. And um, Vandy steps in the room and she's like, Acolytes of Serenray, defend the library. And they draw back their, you know, they have these bright yellow and blue colorful full body robes. Imagine it like a habit almost. And they fling off these robes under it. They have a scimitar and they're fully outfitted for battle. Yeah, it's like the elves. And they step out of the room and then towards the the doors of the Dawnflower Library and the pair of them exit the attendants. Do you think they could buy me 10 minutes to perform a medicine check? I'm buying you, the, I'm buying you all the time in the world over here, Tobin. Ask Keep going. for a friend. And if, that friend um, is Billiam. If the guards are walking away and Tobin's right here, I think it's apparent we don't have 10 minutes. So Yosef yeah. is going to look at his compatriots with Kashak and uh, Tovin right there. And um, look, I don't know if it's even worth questioning him right now. What we have to do with this angry mob who, if left unaccounted for, could become dangerous. Not only to the Dawnflower, but to our friends. I say we deal with that first. He's obviously not going to be going anywhere. Sorry, and, and as he, he says that, he points at you. Come here. You come here. Me? You. What is it, Torek? And he grabs you by your, with his good arm, his non-fucked up arm. He grabs you and he pulls you close. It's like, you have to stop the red woman. She, she killed Clart. I couldn't help. She killed Sean. I think she killed all of them. You have to stop it. Don't let it hurt anyone else. You have to go now. Don't wait. Go now. It's horrifying. Can't get to the town. Get it. Go. Don't exert yourself. I know you're upset. I know you have seen something horrifying. But if it could get to the town, it would have done so by now. Rest and feel better. And I'm going to look at Tovin and Kashak with the I'm pulling this out of my ass right now look. 
Uh, is there anything that we can cast on him to, to detect if he is, I don't know, possessed or or has... You could do a standard perception check. Yeah, I think it's just a perception yeah, check. Because I, I, I want to know if there's, I mean, if there's anything that could possibly have um, be playing a dirty trick on us at this point, because it, this would be the first time, right? I got a 21. I got a 21. <laughs> as far as you can tell, he seems sincere for, you know, as much sense as he's making. He's definitely babbling between moments of lucidity. It, 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 it did him in good. The whole, everything that happened to him, he's going to be dealing with some severe trauma. I'm going to turn back around and look at him and be like, Torek, you said something about the creature with many eyes. Many eyes, many legs, fangs. I think I killed it. Where? I think I killed it. I don't know. I think I killed it. <gasps> was it bite bite? It was. But yeah. I think it was bite bite. Oh, fuck. I think that. Uh, Is it the MILF invasion? Little men, little blue men. Took them to as many as I could. Oh, I ran. Oh, and I ran. son of Bob. Yep. Yep. Mm. yep. Fuck. So we're going. I'm going to realize at the same time Tobit does and lock eye contact. So what we get for trying to propose a complicated solution. <laughs> we were doing well. That's what pisses me off right now. We were doing good. We did good things. We could have just done what every other fucking adventure party does that just dives into ancient tombs like in Osirian or here and just murder every single fucking thing we come in contact with. But no, because we had to have a conscious, Phrasma has decided to fuck us in the late game and take away one of the few advantages we had on the enemy's <laughs> turf. And it wasn't much, but I was beginning to like the weird spider thing. <laughs> you know, at this point, this is when Tovin would hand into a pamphlet and say, have you met your lord and savior? The Get that shit out of my face. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not adopting absolute sort of position. I just start burning shit. You seem like you're having a, a crisis of faith, sir. <laughs> I just don't understand. Why go through all of the extra effort to save the midflits and the creepy spider thing? Give them their home back just for them to die at the end. Why? Because somebody didn't believe us when we were telling the truth? Why? Well, there is no justice. <sighs> you know, they were deeper in the... They came from a deeper area in the gauntlet. Do I have the right to be upset? I am absolutely livid. I'm livid at the mayor more than anybody else. The Mitflits are dead. Five different sons of Otari are dead. This one is crippled and scarred for life. And now there is an angry mob who needs questions and potentially blood about how angry they are or hungry. I don't know how things work here when they when a mob forms. Should we, should, wait, should we feed them tamaric or can you just make a bunch of pasties? I'm confused. What's your point? I can make, I can make so many pasties. The point okay, is yeah. <laughs> I need answers from the mayor. We have, I don't think we have enough codfish. We, we don't have enough. There's so much fish. We're, there's the ocean out there, Tovin. Yeah, but... You're an elf. You've seen the ocean, right? I'm not an elf, but this is fun. What are you? <laughs> You're really pale. I am. I am. And I'm going to pronounce it right. As opposed to the, uh, our first episode, I, I am a fetchling. <laughs> a Kyle. I thought they were really this, dark skinned. This guy's yeah, coughing no. up blood and you're talking about dope. This is what for him. He's fine. <laughs> but please don't call me fetchling. That's our word. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you could cut that, but that was for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is so much better than I imagined it would be. <laughs> I'm just glad for once I got to work Don Knotts into an episode. That was good. 
I've been I've been waiting for months. <laughs> Keshek, let's. I, w- I told him, Keshek, what do you want? I want to talk to the mayor now, right now. I don't want to fight a dozen angry villagers, or two dozen, or three dozen angry villagers with pitchforks. I say, camp out in the dawnlight. Well, that's why we're not fighting them. We go to the fucking mayor. You want the mayor. I want the potential mayor. I want Carmen Rajani in a room with the mayor. The mayor is out there, and so is he. They're both out there. I want both in one room, and I want to resolve this now. Good. Well, if anybody has the power to disperse the mob, it's going to be both of them. Maybe I feel... You mean Billiam and Solis? I personally believe that Carmen is the kind to crack under pressure. After seeing what the way he has acted, he is a fucking weasel. So I say if we apply the heat and say, hey, why don't you come with us so we can talk in private with the actual mayor? Maybe it would be very hard for him to say no and lose face in front of his potential voting audience, no? We have to act now while they're still upset. I like that. I like your, your train of thought. I say... We let things cool off, and we head to the gauntlet and camp there. I don't want to be back in this fucking town. I don't want to be anywhere near Carmen Rajani. I don't want to be anywhere near lard-ass log saddle. I don't want that <laughs> fucking weasel mare Osif anywhere near me. I want to get the hell out of here, and I want to either be A in the Warrens or B in a haunted castle rather than this fucking shithole. That makes sense. It's driving me insane. You know, you also have the Warrens. <laughs> I, I could also understand that portion, but... um. Um, I live here. <laughs> I don't have anywhere else to go. And I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not being driven out of my home. I refuse. They can kill me in the streets. I, you can use your spike chain to make more shavings in the woods somewhere. It'll be fine. Let's get them out of here. Oh, yes. That's exactly what I want to do is just live outside more. I'm old. I fought hard and longed to even stay alive this long. And I am not going to die because some fuck yelled about the fact that I stole his sword and another fuck in the position of power sent a bunch of innocent men to die or be maimed. I am going to clear my name. Regardless, we won't be welcome back here until we fetch the sword from the gauntlet. I, that should be the least of their worries. And you start hearing the mob outside the doors. Well, then it's decided. We address the mob because they're here. Let's go. Let's do this. I imagine that Billiam and Solus have been doing a puppet theater in order to distract them. I run well. <laughs> you mean you mean Ryan Styles and Colin Mockery? <laughs> I like to think that as are you, Joseph, are you leaving the front doors of the library? Yeah. I like to think that I sort of run up as he leaves, and I'm sort of out of breath. I'm like, I did my best, and I did pretty good. I really ask ask Solus. I did pretty good. You bought us several minutes, and that's more than we could have asked. Thank you, Billy. I'm honestly impressed. I just needed ten more. That's all I needed. Uh, is anybody hurt? Did you hit anybody? No, I just talked to them. It was they wow. listened. It was crazy. If I could give you a hero point, I would. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I needed to hear. I was gonna give him one, but then you said it, so it's not gonna happen. <laughs> That's why I did it, strategic fucker. It's called a self-defeating like, prophecy. Now I am definitely not doing it. <laughs> I just need the reassurance from my friend that I did good. Well, no, but I will. Because of all that, I am going to give Kashak a hero point. That for his William? Quick greasing. <laughs> and uh Accidental Gale. Yeah. Accidental Gale. <laughs> but the grease, really for the grease. I'm really delighted by that. Put some work in, man. Okay. Well, um, this could get ugly, so in case we need to run away or 
defend ourselves. You'd stay close to me. You too, Solus. These acolytes of Seren Ray kind of back, they open, they fling open the doors and they back in in front of the mob. And they take their hands across their scimitars and they light them on fire. And they go into some sort of stance that you would probably recognize. Yosef, from your travels, they look like they're about to enter some sort of whirling dervish stance of sorts mm. that a Kadirish. Are they wielding a scimitar one handed? Yes. Oh! <gasps> Kadir Serenites are prone Yo, to y'all use. Are fucked. I think we all are at that point, aren't we? <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> Have you ever seen a whirling dervish? Got it, Miss Alphabrook. <laughs> <laughs> and and the mob is here, and Vandy, you know, there's yelling and it's echoing the hall. Where's Tom Rank? Is he okay? Where, how did they die? Who's to blame? You know, all these just yells randomly. You see Magaloy in the crowd yelling. You see Brelda in the crowd yelling. You see Kilcano Lathanar in the crowd yelling. You even see Whirlywind in the crowd yelling. All these people that you thought were your allies are, are not calling for your heads, but they want answers. They think that you can give them to them. They think that you should have given them the answers already. But Vandy comes out and she, Kashak notices that she looks like she's performing some sort of spell. And a booming voice echoes across the hallways. Do not disgrace this house of the gods with your petty squabbles. Appoint a representative to speak or be silenced by the dawnflower. And the crowd goes silent. I hope this ends fucking Carmen. Before they make a candidate, Yosef will step forward and produce the whip from out of his hand and scream, Where is Carmen? And the crowd pushes Carmen into the front. And he looks like he does not want to be there, like he's trying to get away. And they push him and jostle him up to the front. He wanted to talk to me. What, what's out there? What's killing our boys? Oh, no, please. No, no. You have questions and we have answers. I'm ready. What do you need? Before we begin, we ought to also have Osef here with us. Shouldn't we? Yes. Yes, we should. You are absolutely right, Solus. Where is Osef Menhemes? Osef steps forward on his own accord, parts the crowd, comes through on his own. Thank you, Mayor. I do have one minor point of inquiry. Master Rajani, do you recall what happened the night of the light in the cemetery? The dead rose from the ground. And what did you do? I, I ran to help. Best I could. Indeed. And how many did you slay? Oh, it's all a blur. I don't really remember. And with what? Well, my sword. I, I have so many of them. I am the blacksmith, you know. <laughs> your family sword? The one you held high above your head to the cheers of the crowd? No, no. Does anyone else remember that? No, that's tucked away safely in the crypt. It's where? I'm trying to kind of rally the crowd a and, little bit. And you hear uh, a couple people murmuring, like, yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Did anybody else hear that and see that? He said it's tucked away safely where? In, in my family's crypt. Uh, yes, in your family's crypt. Uh, oh, so we weren't accused of stealing it. Well, I thought it was there. Huh. You must have taken it in the battle. And there's a few puzzled noises. Tobin cast Moonbeam. Call me a liar. <laughs> Let's waste this noob. No, seriously, I, I'm pissed cause be, because obviously Tobin was a witness to uh, Solus taking it from him as a as a loan. 
not as a uh, he, he didn't steal it. We didn't steal from a crypt. We didn't take it from his home. He had it. He bragged about it. And then he caught us outside of town, handed it to us and told us to go be heroes with it for a while. And so Tobin's going to cast Moonbeam. Oh. No, oh. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm pissed. And we'll see you next week. God. Oh. Bill yells, fuck yeah, Tobin. This is the other side. We're all going to die. We are all about to get done. Di- well, we're going to die. This is going places I didn't expect it to go. Our friend Tin uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Characters and original storylines are the property of Roll for Intent. Music for this podcast provided by Dark Fantasy RPG Studio, Michael Gilfie, Kevin McLeod, and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. <laughs>